the Riff Rage. Happy Monday. Good morning, everybody. Hope everyone had a good weekend. I know I did. Uh, first weekend off in a while. We have uh, all three OG hosts back together again. Jarvis is here, Chrome is here, and Captain Neil is making his first appearance as a guest on this show. Captain Neil is a longtime friend of ours, and he is a, another support main along with me. Um, so this week, we're going to go into a little bit of the lingo for the newer viewers as i've gotten a lot of feedback that we have a lot of newer players of league of legends that have been listening to the podcast so we're gonna go over some of the lingo and some of the things in that nature um is there anything you guys want to go over first lingo wise like something that you think would be extra complicated for the normal person uh i'll jump in on that one uh for somebody that's still pretty new to the game terms like prio tempo stuff like that are still confusing sometimes even for me and i've been playing the game for like a year so yeah well as in how like do you not know what prio means i do now i don't know when i have prio like every single time i just i know that if my lane's pushing up then more than likely i have prio but um at the same time i'm not counting cooldowns on my enemy champs i'm not counting their, their summoner spells and stuff like that. So I don't know if that goes into your prio or if that ties into your so, tempo. Well, Cap, you're a, you're a support main, so you never have prio. No. Does that, does that clear it up? <laughs> so what, what he's talking about when he's saying prio is priority of lane. So for, let's say, Chrome, and he's playing jungle, and the drag is up. If our lane and mid lane have our waves pushed up underneath their tower, so all the minions are underneath the enemy tower and the enemy players are either really slowing down with the farming or they're not in lane that gives us priority which means that we can go help chrome get that that drag and it should technically be free so we should get it with no damage no cost nothing to get that dragon that's what he's trying to get at he's also trying to get at uh the other side of priority where it's like doing the all cooldowns the summer cooldowns which is it's it's pretty complicated um, your support mains and junglers really worry about that more than the average player. So, um, like flash or chrome is a big thing for priority with him because if a laner doesn't have a summoners for flash, that means he can gank it well, way more easier than normal. And uh, heal or flash for bot lane for the enemy summoners is also a big green green light for us and chrome as well as for priority of getting that gank in that lane. Uh, you got anything to add to that, Chrome? Uh, yeah, prio is a very broad term. Like, I think you could really boil it down to prio just means you have a higher percentage of something being successful or, uh, I mean, yeah, actually just that. It's When you have prio, you have a higher percentage of being successful than the enemy team. That's prio in a nutshell. What, well, it's interpretable as well because, I mean, we could say it is aggro, you know, so... Um... Instead of being in a passive state, you're now in an active state. You're you're actively able to do an engagement or a disengagement or you know some sort of action that is tactical. Maybe not a flank, but you know something that is actually going to impact the game, like a hard CC as opposed to um, you know strategic implementation of a gank. You know, like what they what can they can actually offer if it's a lockdown position. Also. So you're talking things like going for like a scuttle or even just going for warding. If you have prio, you're you're more than likely to get those things off, basically. Also, if you're a Yone, Ribbon, Draven main, you always have prio to feed. There are definitely places where certain champions flourish in the what we would call death stance. I mean, they literally created an item for this because there are seriously champions out there that can you know, build Bloodthirster, and every piece of damage that they're receiving, they're basically healing it back as quickly as they're dealing it out. So as long as they're engaged in combat, they can stay alive. And as soon as they stop, it's like their heartbeat just starts clicking out. Yeah, they need to make an uh, item that's called the Yasuo 10 Death Power Spike, obviously, then. It's called IE. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's the same for Draven. <laughs> that... So you're saying IE, Jarvis throws it us into another good one, right? So IE is Infinity Edge, which is an item for ADCs. So yeah, it's funny that uh it's funny that uh we we say these things so quickly 
without even thinking about it because we've been playing the game for so long that we see IE and just like, we know, everyone knows what that is. Like, it is actually kind of funny when we do throw acronyms and different, you know, things that have come in in the game, prio, macro, micro, all this other stuff. And we say it so quickly and so fluently now because we're just so used to it that like newer players would be like, it'll be almost a completely different language to them. So I, I mean, the word jungle, that is a completely different interpretation than what we learned in grade school. So grade school, a jungle is a place that, you know, you can, you know, see in a book or you can see in the zoo, but you can't actually go to the jungle because the jungle is not where we live. And the jungle's way over there, and there's different kinds of jungles and all this and that. And then all of a sudden, you're you're listening to a podcast uh, on Rift Rage, and they're like, "Hey, that that jungle he didn't gank." And and they're like, "Wait, are they on a ship? Are they on a pirate ship right now? Is there? Are they, someone's going to walk the plank? What just happened? I don't understand." You know, you, you're kind of like, "All you, <laughs> we're, all we're on need, our own island." All you need to understand is you listen to some Guns and Roses, and you will understand exactly what the jungle is, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but. Things like jungle, jungler or jungle can be really, really confusing to a newcomer because you don't always know like who a jungler is or what champs. Yeah, or even just positions. Like when I first started and I never played, or yeah, even just positions. You know what lanes are, the bottom, the middle, and the top are pretty self-explanatory. But like Jarvis was saying, the jungle is everywhere. It's everywhere and anywhere on the map. So for a newcomer, that would be very, very confusing as to what exactly that means. It took me a long time to understand that the jungle is anything where you are not actively in lane trying to kill minions is a jungle. Well, and, and let's not be unclear. This is a tactical objective, you know, based game that is, you know, being performed on a map where the game kind of doesn't give you the rules. It doesn't tell you what's going on. And whatever demonstration it has given you, it doesn't give you the depth of understanding that there's nine other individuals in here, all with the same equations and problems and, difficulties and you know hey my ping my connection all these different scenarios that you go through these words that we use to describe the scenario that we're all you know partaking in this like we're, we're feeling like we're in physical danger trying to fight this opponent we summoned an a champion that that champion is now being summoned and controlled by us we have summoner spells those summoner spells uh, deal damage to things and we can use it to flash. And it's just these words that we use as just everyday actions and nomenclatures, <laughs> they're, they're not really speaking for themselves because a flash, like when we, when we say flash, like we know what that means. It's a dash, essentially. You're going to jump a certain amount of distance, you know, in chess, like it would be like three paces or, or two paces additional to whatever you were moving. You know, that's a flash, you know, ghosting, you know, that's a cell phone thing, right? Ghosting? No, it's actually when you run faster. Like, who would ever guess that that was what ghosting is? Yeah. You know, and ignite. What's it? What's ignite? Every girl I've ever dated. <laughs> I mean, right? <laughs> so, I mean, what do you guys have to say about this? Yeah, I mean, or smite. Smite's a, the 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 summoner spell that every jungler has to have, and, and then you start thinking, are they a priest? <laughs> and they also have to know how to use it, unlike some jungles. Yeah, I know. I've been trying to teach Captain Neil how to use it. It's just, <laughs> I, I don't know. He's just never going to be a jungler. It's fine. It's not going to happen. Not in this lifetime. Maybe next time. Maybe Dude, next something, life. something about killing inanimate objects in a jungle. He just can't do it. There's there's a lot of those type of things. Like Smite yeah. is a big summoner spell that people need to understand, especially for a newer person. So Smite is a more or less an execute for minions. Um um creatures so anything like your blue buffs so or your red buff or baron rift herald there's scuttle crabs minions you know krugs and gromp and wolves and chickens so every, everything on that list can get smited including people but your smite item or jungle pet now has to get evolved to be able to smite um players but the, you really shouldn't look at it as a execute for people. It's really just more or less used to secure objectives. So to touch back on, on terminology and nomenclatures, you said red buff, blue buff. For a lot of newcomers, that doesn't make any sense uh, because you don't know exactly what a blue buff is. Whereas a blue buff or red buff are both champions. They have, or not champions, sorry, they're, they're jungle creatures that you kill 
Uh, the red buff gives you attack damage, and the blue buff gives you mana regen and health regen. Uh, so, I don't know their names. Blue buff actually gives you cooldown. Yeah. As well, red buff uh, makes your auto slow people. Cooldown. I'll give you the actual definition here. Yeah. So, the red buff is actually named the red monster. It's called the Red Brambleback Grants, a buff to your attacks that causes enemies to get burned for a little extra damage when you hit them. So it's just a damage buff, more or less. And the blue buff is... A blue buff is shorthand for neutral mob buff called Crest of the Ancient Golem. You get it from killing an ancient golem in the jungle that has a blue stuff swirling around it. It grants 20% cooldown reduction and increased mana and, and energy regeneration. There's your so they took the slow off the red buff, huh? I mean, yes. They used to have a slow. Hmm. And, what the hey? Yeah, I don't know. So really, the red the red buff is, is really, in my opinion, more important than the blue buff, depending on what jungle you're playing or if... Uh, oh, I completely disagree. Really? <laughs> yeah, I believe the red buff is... Uh, uh, well, I mean, I slightly agree with you in the fact that like the buffs are important depending on which jungle you're playing. Because if you're playing uh, Shivana, the red buff is like... I mean, it's not... You want the blue buff every time because you eat mana like crazy. But if you're playing Lee Sin, you want the red buff because you're two-camp ganking and you want that damage. Oh, yeah. I, I never mind. I changed my statement. So sorry, sir. No, I just can't. I don't change <laughs> no, my I'm statement. No, I'm just saying. Just throw my opinion out yeah, there. Yeah, I don't care about your opinion, sir. Like I said, it just depends on who you're playing. Trash. You're trash, Crom. Yeah, Shut you're up. trash. Hot <laughs> garbage, sir. Um, you, you know I'm Bader built different. Yeah, I'm built different, <laughs> motherfucker. Um, <laughs> so um, the big thing with buffs, in my opinion, is when I play jungle, I play my buffs around my lanes. So if I know our one friend Cream is playing Ari and he's ahead in lane, I'm going to give him my red buff nine times out of ten if my ADC is behind because the mid laner, in my opinion, in this in this instance, would get more use out of that red buff than I would if I'm just kind of like AFK farming, which means I'm just kind of like going through my moves as jungle, clearing my camps down through, you know, bottom to top, top to bottom. I'd give him blue buff. Well, that's that's nothing I was going to get at. I would take the blue buff for myself <laughs> because that way I can keep continuously clearing as fast as I can and try to invade faster with the mana regen and the little bit of energy regen also. Invading's overrated right now. Oh, by the way, invading for because uh, we're actually doing an episode on terms. Invading is when um, you are a jungler or other laners. And in the jungle areas where all the uh, NPC camps are, if you cross over into the enemy section where the enemy would normally be jungling, killing the NPCs, that's technically considered invading. That's another term that we just glossed over without even thinking about it because we use it so often. And this is kind of uh, keen to the cheese picks. Uh, we call it, you know, cheese because we're going on early into the, the game, the game phase where we're where we're really not skilled at all everybody's still level one um you know and we all kind to we, we do simple math really it's if it's a 5v5 um you know it's a it's a fair and even match if it's a 5v3 and we're all there to pick off one person as a five man we can get what we'd call a, a cheese pick and it's basically where you can cheese somebody because it's 5v1 and you can pop them like a balloon and just one shot them and you guys get first blood right away, and it, it just gives you a gold advantage or morale boost. Um, and then you just, you know, relocate. So first blood is another term we can go over. It's literally in the name. It is the first kill in the game, which actually gives you a bonus gold um, in your wallet. So nine, 99% of the time, people, whoever gets first blood will back, especially on invade like that. They'll back and buy a item that is usually you know, the starter item for their build. So let's say if Jarvis got a kill and he got first blood on Draven, he would go back and start his next item, such as Infinity Edge, right? And he would purchase a first item, which would be, I don't know, Infinity Edge build off the top of my head. Let's say we have 350 gold. That's an iron sword. Yes. Or we could get our brown boots, you know, just base with level yes. one boots. 
or a lot of potions. I don't understand the potion purchasing. I don't. So another thing. Sustainability, no, friend. It's, sustainability. It's, it's, it's annoying is what it is. So it's a waste of money, <laughs> in my opinion. It's And now we move on to the next thing. It's called inting. Yeah. Please explain. <laughs> inting is what I do every game. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, inting is you are dying on purpose because you're not listening to your team and you're not following the calls you are being given. Well, the word to inting, I-N-T, with a comma I-N-G, or apostrophe I-N-G, um, this is, uh, it's shorthand for intentionally feeding. Um, feeding is basically where um, you eat, uh, but except uh, instead of eating, it's more of like, hey, you're on a frenzy, you're, you're killing things, uh, much in the way that piranhas, you know, get into a frenzy, when there's blood drawn, you get first bloods, that's the first kill. And once you're on your second, your third, you're getting, you know, doubles and triples and quadras, and then you can get this elusive pentakill thing. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, like it's, it's the, when you're, this is essentially a game of uh, monetization. Like you were, you get kills for money, you kill minions and lane for money, and then use that money to make to buy items and to build better items. So if you're intentionally running into somebody and killing them and giving them a bunch of gold, they're going to get ahead of you. They're going to have more items. They're going to be more powerful and they're going to run the rest of your team down. Essentially why feeding the enemy is not a good thing. And, and that's an important, important point to uh, point out. This is not just a player versus player game or a player versus environment game. It is actually a hybrid you're doing both at the same time, and not only that, the environment can attack you, and you can attack the environment. You know, you've got minion lanes, you've got towers, you've got objectives that are out there that are um, almost alive, but they can't move. They're fixed stations where they do damage, and you do damage, and it's this exchange system where, you know, it's much akin to a board of chess or a board of... Uh, you know, any board game, it, it's got its rules to it, and you have to follow the rules while also knowing the language, while also um, doing this with another set of nine individuals that all are trying to do the same things. So it's there's there's a whole organizational chart for this. There's logistics, like, hey, the, the top laner goes up in the left side of the map. So if you were going straight, it'd be the northwest corner. And then say for the ADC, we're going into the southeast corner, you know, and then walking up. So, I mean, the map is kind of this diamond shaped thing. And, you know, it, there's a lot going on. Yeah, there's, yeah, this lane, because then you start, you start using things together like lane prio, because uh, we talked about prio earlier, where, you know, you have prio on a dragon because the enemy has two people that are dead and they're not responding for 30 seconds. That means you have more bodies to put at that dragon pit. But then you have lane prio, which goes back to what um, Bader was saying. When bot lane has to use both their flashes to survive from a gank, you have now have prio in that lane because they're both flashless. And so you start adding all these things together, and then you start actually, like I said, you from somebody outside looking in, it's like you're speaking a different language. I mean, you, and you can get into even like min max, uh, which is the that's more of a more advanced. Uh, talking about like how pros play the game where like we were just talking about um how you know we it's a game it's pve and pvp well you know pros when they're they're min maxing that means they are they are literally using every piece of information every single gold they get every single minion to gain an advantage over their opponent and i mean that's that's you know you're part of your macro and your micro which is another two things macro and micro uh, macro being uh, waves pushing, uh, things like that, and macro, micro being like the actual going down to the duel between the characters and uh, cooldowns and stuff like that. So, I mean, you, you just, there's multiple layers into this game. I think a lot of the mid-maxing and macro, micro, a lot of that, I don't see every role in our uh, level of gameplay, like in lower silver higher bronze i don't see that as much being an issue for newer players um you know i mean like, to be honest at our at our level if you see any macro at all they're probably smurfing yeah i'm just gonna throw that out there yes and, <laughs> like, and that's exactly we'll we'll go over that in a second wait we're supposed to be yeah, macroing exactly <laughs> neil's oh. over here like i don't i don't have any way to knit i don't have my things you talking about macrame macrame <laughs> oh god are we are we talking <laughs> economics i'm all i'm all <laughs> um 
I, I what I was trying to get at was I think in our ELO a lot of it has to do with role macro if that makes sense so like um like the support in my opinion it has so many macros that's to worry about right like i have to worry about cooldowns i have to worry about the map awareness i have to worry about what everyone's doing the rotations what's the next objectives and i'm the one communicating that with the team it seems like a lot more than others now when i play with you guys it's totally different because we're all usually in discord and we're all usually on the same page because we've been playing with each other for so long that, you know, we we just know what to do when we're with each other, when we get certain points. If we get a three-man kill and we're in late game, it's Baron. We're going right for the Baron, right? More or less we can end, and, you know, if all their inhibs are down. But anyway, I, I'm just going to ramble on about that. So, anyway, getting back to what they were Chroma saying about Smurf. A lot of you guys should know this terminology if you play any kind of video game. A Smurf is a higher ELO player. So someone that's say that's platinum or diamond in League of Legends, and then they come down to silver and bronze and play with their friends and make us look like we're school children who have to wear Coke bottle glasses and don't know how to read or write. And it's very embarrassing, very frustrating. Yeah, Smurfs, smurfing is, uh, well, and like it's, you have to be high elo to smurf, first of all. Like if you're, if you're uh, like a high diamond player and you're going down to bronze, then you're just being a dick. Like you're not even smurfing. Like <laughs> people like, uh, you know, high, you know, elo ch people smurf. If you're doing that, then like, what's that? That's there's no point to smurf when you're like in mid elo. Like, just keep climbing. Why are you smurfing? You haven't proven anything. Well, if you are in the mid to high elo and you're smurfing, it should be for one reason and one reason only, and that's to learn the new chant. Like if you're playing uh ranked and you're playing competitive even playing norms at high elo <clears throat> you're gonna you're gonna mess up your mmr by playing a champ that you have no idea see but i disagree because at high elo you already have an understanding of the game that is so much beyond like the lower elos that you you don't you practice tool practice the champ and then jump in because most high elo players when a new champ comes out They'll just go into the practice tool, learn the stuff, and then start playing them on their main accounts. Like, smurfing is really just a way for you to go and style on a bunch of people who have far less experience and just far less skill than you. It's just a BS thing to do. Like, even to learn a new champ. They don't need to learn a new champ. Not a high elo. Like, they, they know the game. Backwards, front, left, right, upside down. You know, playing it from a mirror that's reflecting off a mirror backwards with reverse controls. Like... They, they don't need the practice. Yeah, but I, like, I just... That's what practice tools for. I disagree, though, because when a new champ comes out with new mechanics, you have to learn that champ. The practice tool isn't... I don't use practice tool. Because to do you're playing yeah, against I, bots. No. You're playing against bots that, that, that don't that don't play the game the same way at all. Yeah, but you're also way. playing... Nothing changes. When a new champ comes out, the game doesn't change. How that champ plays changes, but the game doesn't change. That's why we're all stuck in low elo, because I feel like people don't understand this. The game doesn't change. How you win doesn't change. How you can win doesn't change. The champions, honestly, like, yeah, there's counters and there's stuff like that, but the way you win is you knock down the nexus, right? Now, how you get there, there's many paths, and different champs have different paths to doing that, but when you understand the game at their level, like, and I'm not talking like diamond. I'm not talking like I'm talking grandmaster, challenger, right? They bit they they you it, it's it's different at that level. Like you 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 don't need to know uh like you you could take somebody who's never played a champ for six months. I guarantee you, you take a challenger player hasn't played a champ but maybe three times, and they'll probably one v five us with that champ. Like it's it's the difference in level of understanding of the game, like it's it's their macro and their micro. It's the it's, I do, smurfing. There's no excuse for smurfing to me. There's just no excuse for it. Like it, it's something that is. It just feels bad. It ruins the player's experience. There's just there's no reason for it. If you want to learn, if you're a freaking diamond player and you want to learn a new champ, bang it out in your freaking elo or don't do it. Like don't make a freaking account and then go down to bronze where you're you're the gap in skill is just astronomical and then just ruin somebody's day by just beating the living poop out of them i mean how many times have we had you know smurfs just ruin our games like it's it's just it, there's no point to it like it's just it's it there are 
a few occasions where I will be okay with it. And it's usually for like people like when skill cap takes one of their challenger players and has them go into bronze and it's because they haven't been in bronze in so long. They don't even know because the game literally changes like from bronze to that, like how people play and stuff. And then they're trying to build guides and stuff to help people climb elos and stuff. Then it's, you know, acceptable, but for just, you know, some D bag challenger player to come down and just wreck on everyone. It's like, go, good job. Like, you're special. Sorry, I have no. I have. I, all Smurfs can go to jail. Like I have no sympathy for them whatsoever. I think we found Krim's uh, really touchy point in his life. No one talk about Smurfs around Krim, please. Thank you. Uh, and to be clear, there are a hundred and sixty-three champions that you can summon that are all unique in League of Legends. So when you have hundred and sixty-three of anything. Um, just take playing cards, for instance. There's like 52, right? So you know, we have almost three times the amount of decks. I, we have three decks here, and these these champions are all very unique, and they all have, um, you know, basically five places that they can go on the map where we call, you know, lanes, roles, um, jobs, whatever you want to call them, but a, a position that you're going to play for the game. Like if you're in the outfield, whether you're in the uh, you know the western side or the eastern side or you know the far side, the south side, whatever wherever you're at, you know you get located in the game somewhere, and then you have a part to play in the economy of the game, and the game's economy is alive, and you're in it, and you can affect it by killing things within that environment, and you get rewarded for killing things in that environment with gold, and usually there's a uh, you know a, a, a base pay for that. And as you get that base pay and collect it, you become um, under a bounty. And then as far as the bounty goes, the bounty grows on you and your head becomes worth more. And then eventually someone starts targeting you because or either that or you are the guy that's been bounty hunting and you've collected a couple bounties and now you are under a bounty. So, I mean, the game has a lot of, um, you know, slayer mentality. You know, if you remember back in the Halo days when people used to play uh, first-person shooters instead of uh, what, this is a mobile online battle arena. It's a MOBA, so it's not a massive you know MMORPG. It's not you know a first-person shooter. It's a mix of all the above. It has the same um, feel of all those games, but in a top-down perspective, you're looking at it in not a first-person view, not a third-person view, but top-down view. It's, so the game itself it's the is great, a board. great, 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 great grandchild of Warcraft Three. Exactly. And there's many games that are like this. You know, you have uh, what would it be uh, Souls-like games where they make a game that's imitating a Souls uh, from software game. Um, there are many games out here that are imitating that Warcraft model, and League of Legends just happens to be one that's very successful. But I mean, you have Smite, you have, I mean, Dota, many, many other names. Yeah, Dota and Dota too. Yep. Um. So let's uh let's change pace here for a second. So we're talking to the newer player, right? You know, the newer, newer into league kind of player. So why don't we get into the role aspect of it, right? So when I first started playing league, I I started playing like eight seven eight years ago uh, my buddy nick got me into it and i originally started off as a top laner i played poppy top that was the first champion i think I ever played it was either her or scarner i can't remember i think it was poppy and i was told she was a very easy champion to play and boy was i lied to because there's a lot of mini mechanics in there you have to worry about and have to play around with her um and then i slowly rolled down the hill of shittiness Everyone told me I sucked at top, ended up in jungle, played a lot of Skarner and Warwick and Sejuani because everyone in Worlds at the moment was playing Sejuani. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be a Sejuani main. Sucked ass again, went to mid, fell down the ADC. Now I'm a support main where I belong in the garbage. What about you guys? Uh, somebody meanly decided uh, <laughs> the guy that got me into uh, League is actually a challenger player now. And uh, he got me into League and he was already in Diamond. And I was a brand new player. He played two games with me and was like, I can't play with you anymore. I just, I can't do it. <laughs> it was just different levels. And he started me in top lane as well on uh, Riven because he's an a-hole. And he said, oh, Riven's super, she's super good. Just learn her and you'll be, you'll do awesome. 
And for people who don't play League, Riven is one of the most mechanically hard champions in the game to play, if not the hardest. And so after getting my face punched enough times, I decided that she was not the champ for me and switched to Shin. Played a bunch of Shin and then decided that I wanted to hate my life and went to jungle because it seemed like it was, you know, it was fun. I didn't have to worry about, you know, farming minions and stuff. And I will say anybody who decides they want to play jungle, play all the lanes first. Like it will help you immensely. If you play top, you play mid, you play bot, whether you play ADC or support. Um, when you decide to 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 move to jungle, it will help you immensely knowing the lanes and having a at least a somewhat uh, grip on what the meta champs are and how they play because it will it will help you a lot with ganking, team fighting, champion choice. Like it, jungle, I feel like is that that position that if you if you actually try to play it last, it actually behooves you a lot. Uh, yeah, there's something to the uh, spice of life, the variety that you get from playing League. With 163 champs, you can play the game 163 different ways from uh, like five different positions. And each one of those things that you're doing in the game, there is what we would call a meta to that. And when we talk about the meta, we're talking about talking. We're talking about League about League. You know, So, hey, this is what League is, this is what League does, and this is what it kind of... Uh, performs well or it's it's got superior mechanics or it's like hey that's the you know the heart steel of the uh the meta right now like you know there's a a set a scaling item that everybody's building right now and it's 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 the thing you know when the doran's items came out um you know doran's blade doran's ring uh doran's shield uh you know these special potions they were items that people were like what do we need these for we've never had these before um, I've always done something else, and then but now everybody builds a Doran's item, or they if they're the jungler, they're the only item that's getting the the, the machete. I think it's called, uh, you know. But there's no items anymore. Items go. There's just the pet. <laughs> we have been we've yeah, been reverted okay, to Pokemon. Yeah, that's true. You're picking an egg. Yeah. <laughs> not not no offense to any so Pokemon I mean, fans out there. I like Pokemon. It's just this is a league funny. You know, two more categories are attack damage carry and ability power carry. Um, the APC is a champion that can go anywhere. They could be a support player. Um, you know, it could be a Vigar ADC. It could be a mid laner. It could be a top laner. Um, you know, but a support player, they're typically, you know, they can play a lot of different things too. So as far as roles go, there's almost a bunch of jobs that fit into several categories as professions. And you're like, yeah, those things are all kind of related. Uh, you've got enchanters, you've got healers, and when you talk about shielding versus versus healing, I mean, these are very comparable items, but they're very different as well. I mean, you know, shielding and healing. I mean, can we just talk about the sub diff? Like sub diff. Uh, <laughs> right, anytime anybody goes where? sub diff, jungle diff, find me the support diff, diff. mid diff, the pre player difference. Yeah. You know, like the the individual person's contributions difference. Yeah, basically, usually when people are trying to flame someone, which flame. When you're built better tough and built better, <laughs> there ain't no support it's diff built, in my games, boy. Built different. Let's be realistic here. It's not built better. It's just built different, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, flaming is when you're trying to take someone off. You're literally toxic. Toxic, yep. We always use that a lot. Uh, yeah, toxic, flaming, just being a jerk, usually. Not always. Sometimes it's funny. <laughs> it's a call back to Modern Warfare lobbies that were the most toxic things on the face of the planet. Disagree. Halo. Yeah, Halo, Halo was got, by far yeah, more Halo. toxic. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I'm, right. That was you're back right. when you could I'll even like chase people one. across like games and like camp yeah. them and teabag them. Yeah. Like, it, was, kids, it was really bad back then. Kids today will never survive in an old school Halo lobby. No shot. I don't. That, I don't know. The, the problem. Button. There was. There was no. Yeah. The problem with the new. The new H kids. They have so many new slang words and everything. Like the first time I heard dog water, I was like, "What the fuck? What's dog water?" And I had to freaking like look it up. It That's was like, not that. Bad. Oh, it's. Well, no. Like, there's far worse. But like, it it's just, not something you want to be. It's just though. just hilarious the crap that they come up with. Like, I'm just. Sometimes I literally just want to go into one of those. Like when uh, one of my kids is playing Fortnite and. Uh, I'm just listening to one of their lobbies and I'm just like I'm I'm honestly impressed with the creativity that some of these kids have for things to say. It's pretty funny. 
So Jarvis, to touch back on to when we first started league, like what roles did you um, start in as a new player? So definitely uh, enjoyed the mid lane a lot. I think my first champion was uh, Akali, and I remember you know being introduced to the protect protector's arm guard because it was an item where when you built it, it took two items to combine together. You buy, buy a cloth armor and then like a, one of those magic books. And you combine those two items together to get the protector's arm guard, and then the protector's arm guard scales you with armor and with you know damage. And so because that you can stack this armor and damage every time you kill a minion, you know if you if you get the last hit on the minion, which last hitting was this new thing to me, like oh it's it's your what like there's a way that you attack something to where like you get the like the last hit on it as long as you touched it last you get a amount of economy from that called gold. And then that gold can be used in a shop that you can recall to by hitting a button. And if you hit the B button, it will recall you. And your fingers just learn where these buttons are. At some point in time, you just start becoming very me mechanicanistic about it. And you can literally move your hand like a typewriter across the keyboard on these. And, and some people will say, hey, it's like rolling your face across the keyboard, right? Um, there's expressions where you're like, that person, uh, his potato is broken. Um, you know, he must be smashing his face on the keys, you know, things like that. There's things that we say because the way that the game feels, the QWERTY. Cat, you cat know, must we've be got on his QWERT. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's funny you bring up rolling your face on the keyboard. We we use that term a lot when it comes down to a player that's very simple to play. Um, but realistically, there's only six buttons. Like if you think about, it, there's only six buttons, and we're over here rolling your face. You gotta have a pretty small face to be able to hit six buttons with just your face. I think it's pretty hard. What about active items? Summoner spells. Okay, there's all another right. Four all right. items. There's what? We nine. Just doubled it. Nine total, possible nine. Ten. There's ten. And then eleven, twelve if you count the mouse clicks. All right. All right. I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> Well, and you got to think about passives. Passives are there too. I mean, there's like 20 different things that you're keeping track of every second. Like actions per minute. Remember that? Ugh. APMs. Yes. My actions per minute yeah. is atrociously high and not in a good way. Like it's supposed to be high. Mine's very high, but I'm still dog water, as the new kids would say at this game. And th this is a mouse and keyboard game, by the way, people. Like, this is not... You don't pull out your Xbox oh, controller or your PlayStation it's on, controller. It's on the Xbox store now. It's on console. <laughs> it's Rift. Out of here. It's Wild no, Rift. It's this not is a computer me. game, okay? No, that's true. It's Wild Rift. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> sorry, man. Keep correcting me. I apologize. No, I'm having a rough day, man. All right? It's, it's been a long day. I haven't played any games of League today. All right? I'm, I'm trying to remember all this he's from fiending. my mush brain. He's, he's fiending. I'm fiending to play some League. I got a headache. Yeah. Um, what about you, Neil? Where'd you start, end up? Who'd you play? All that fun stuff. Uh, like most players, I started out in the top lane. I played uh, Ergot. I played, uh, what is it? Scion and Nasus, not Susan. Um, those were my three mains on the top lane. And I found out that being on that little island in the top lane where the jungle ignores you, and everybody ignores you is not much fun because you don't get into so, the so game neil ever. tell us about stacking and what's what's stacking with the doge <laughs> i don't susan even know anymore NASA's, by the I way played I'm it throw that out there too nasa spelled backwards to susan yeah yeah nasa's is a champ that every time you queue a minion in the last hit it you gain a stack that empowers your queue and the more stacks you have the more damage you do to other champions and uh, so, like Nasus and um, some of the other tankier uh, champions stack like that. And th that's basically what you do is you sit in lane, you don't do anything but last hit minions as much as you possibly can without getting chunked by your enemy laner and just build your stacks up and stay there forever until you gain so much stacks and you're so beefy that when you walk into a lane, everybody runs from you. And you just slow them with your ability, with your E, you throw your soil under them, and you just smack them with your Q for like 500 damage. Well, and there's phases to fun. the game, and you're talking about stacking. You know, there's these stacks and stacking. You've got, you know, 
different disrupts to like slows and move speed uh, interactions where you've got uh, lifesteal interactions, which what the heck is lifesteal? You know, what, what the heck is, you know, a, a speed boost? Well, why do I need to move faster? What's mobility? Why, why do I need mobility? Oh, how can I use these things to escape? What's an escape? You know, there's there's various phases of the game where there's various impacts based off of the time management system as well. You know, there's a phase where when you get to a certain level, say level six, you have a power spike. Every character has that power spike at, you know, level one, two, and three. You know, those are the first three power spikes. And then some champions have another one, some don't. Some of them have to scale a little bit. And then every one of them has a power spike at level six. So one, two, three gives you Q, W, and E in any order that you choose to arrange them. And then some champions start with a extra ability already. Like say for Nidley, she can do her, her cat transformation. Jace, he can do another transformation. So some of these champions, Elise, they all have transformation phases that they can start with four abilities even before level four, meaning that for every one level in the game, you get a, a point towards abilities that empowers your champion to do X amount of damage, whether it be ability power or magic or d physical damage. Go ahead. Oh, I was just say level six is when you get all four abilities, but continue on. Exactly. I mean, so, but there's, there is a, a, a point where you have your full kit or your full combo, or, you know, a deadly hand where you can actually play the game. Whereas there are certain phases where we're like, hey, that's the laning phase. And laning phases can be uh, interpreted in several ways because it does depend on how many minutes that you've been playing the game. At, at minute 11, you know, that's much different than, say, you know, minute two. Minute two, we're just now getting into our laning phase. It's the beginning where the minions have now finally walked all the way out, and every step they're walking, the clock is counting seconds. If you, and once you get to minute 30, scion, everybody's meeting in the jungle. If you're a scion, laning phase never ends. <laughs> you just lane the right. whole game. <laughs> you're chasing people down with your undying, you know, agenda. I'm going to tell all you new players, even you veteran players, and I'm sure there's even people, high elo veteran players, that listen to this really shitty podcast, which I don't know why. But don't chase the singed, please. You're gonna get killed. You're gonna make yourself look dumb. Don't ever chase the singed. If he's running and he pops ghost or he pops his ultimate, just turn away, turn around, and let him go, regardless of what his health is, unless you can guarantee the kill. Like you're playing like a Gwyn or a let's say um, Rise, you can teleport. You know, anything like that's where you can get ahead of him. But other than that, don't chase him. Yeah, if you're playing a champ that has like a, a trap, like a Camille or a Mordekaiser or something where you can trap him in and he can't run away from you as fast, that's a different story. If you can get close enough to use your R, your ultimate ability, and trap him in place, that's one thing. But yeah, don't ever chase him. You might as well just walk into the enemy fountain and die if you're going to do that. Yeah, that's also if he hasn't built uh, Radiant Virtue. Because if you built Radiant Virtue, you're never killing him. <laughs> What's Radiant yeah, Virtue? Yeah, that's true from? too. Uh, Radiant Virtue is a new item this season. Uh, when you pop your ult, you start healing for a. It's a tank item, so by tank item meaning it, it makes you harder to kill. It makes your armor, uh, which armor, will uh, stop physical damage and. It, and MR, which is magic resist, start, stops ability damage or doesn't stop it completely, but you know negates some of it. Uh, but anyway, it's a tank item, and uh, usually when you get a uh, tank item, some tank items have passives, and there's also items uh, that have like a super good passive, and you can only buy one of them. Um, and Radiant Virtue happens to be one of those. And when you pop your ult, it heals you for. 15 20 percent of your health every second is it, is it or maybe it's only 10 percent? i'm a little off on fuzzy on the numbers but it heals you for a lot and it's really bad on a singed because if he pops his ult it makes him go faster and then so not only is he running from you faster he's healing and there's just there you just let him go you let that you let that horse ride into the sunset and what chrome's talking about here is when you spend the game's economy this gold on the shop 
you can buy these items that you equip to your character and you can hold up to like six items in total when they're full items and they they have smaller pieces that build into the bigger picture of the economy so when you purchase larger parts of the economy your character becomes more viable and as a joke you know when when vi gets to her certain you know level level six she has all of her abilities and she has her you know her flash and her smite and she has her full kit ready just at her hands and she's ganking a lane that is a moment where she has priority and she is very viable and she has the ability to do a an action against the enemy team that will account a win that can be statistically accounted for on the scoreboard that if you hit tab and hold you can read the scoreboard and your actions per minute contribute to the scoreboards uh, creep score. The creep score is the number of minions that walk down the lanes that oppose one another. You've got this color versus this color, or almost a red versus blue, but instead of it's like a you know a purple, a blue, a red, uh, a blue. There's different colors that you'll find throughout the map where you have opposing colors and opposing flags and opposing banners and opposing sides, and it's you know two sides of the same coin in in a sense, but very different in the way that the map is geometrically you know located there's different plants there's different uh pathings that you know certain champions have prio to do a certain pathing route that allows them to jump walls or jump gaps so go ahead yeah. brandon what so do you real got? Quick, uh, the radiant virtue just so we can get the actual definition here your base stats are going to give you plus 20 ability haste, plus 400 health, plus 30 armor, plus 30 magic resist. Costs 3,200 gold. A passive is gu uh, guiding light. Upon casting your ultimate, you transcend for 9 seconds. While transcending, increase your maximum health by 15% and cause you and all allies within a 1,200 unit to heal for 3% of your maximum health. Upon you transcending, and every three seconds thereafter with a 90 second cooldown once you activate that passive. The mythic passive empowers each of your other legendary items with 100%, or I'm sorry, 100 bonus health. And it is limited to one mythic item, so you can only have one of these. Costs 3,200, sells for 2,240 gold. And the recipe is pretty expensive. It's Aegis of Legion, which is 1,200. Uh, Kindle Gem, which is 800, and two Ruby Crystals, which are 400, and Null Magic Mantle and Cloth Armor. So it's a 3200 gold item. It's not cheap, but it's very, uh, very valuable, as Krim said. Uh, also, Cap, it's called proxying when you kill the minions between the two towers. That just came to me. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in Insect is the least in combo where he kicks you back into his team to die. And then proxying's the killing of the minions between towers, which is kind of a it's kind of a singed exclusive thing. There's not too many champs that can. Oh, any with that. any top laner that's hit Event Horizon will be able to do that. But yeah, it's singed does it like more than most. So real quick, um, for anyone that's listening to this that's just kind of starting out in league, um, here is your top ten list, and we can discuss this after I get all. 10 of these out, all right? Um, it's in no particular order. It's just saying the 10 best League of Legends champions for 2023 for beginners. It would be Garen, Warwick, Annie, Master Yi, Amumu, Malphite, Volibear, Trundle, Mundo, and Misfortune. How do you feel that list is? Do you feel like that's accurate? Because some of these I don't feel are good for newer champs but they are pretty simple to play at the same time. It's it's complicated the way I feel about this. What were the first two again? Uh, first three? The first one is Garen, then Warwick, Garen makes sense. and Annie. Oh, see, Warwick, no. Warwick's no. Warwick's a no for me. Not unless you want to be... Because I've been playing Warwick a long time, and I still miss an ult, and then you all give me crap when I freaking fly by the person without hitting them. So if you want to be laughed at, play Warwick. Yeah, but the rest of his kit's pretty straightforward. Like, you get a speed up uh, and somebody's low on health. I, I, I mean, I've, I've played Warwick in the jungle, and I am i don't play jungle ever. And he is fairly straightforward. His ult is the only tricky part of his whole kit to me. I feel like Warwick is one of those simple... It's He's very simple to learn, but you can... you He actually has quite a bit of... Uh, 
he has quite a bit of um, skill expression you can pull off with him with his fear, his shield, his jump, where he can reposition behind people. Like, I feel like he's easy to pick up, but like you still have a lot of room for skill expression with. So I don't know. Like, yeah, there's definitely streaks. Yeah, it's it's that bounty system. But Ga- Garen is straightforward. Did you did you notice there was only one ADC in that whole list? Go, well, yeah, because ADC is lame. Yeah, well, I mean, it's <laughs> there's really not. There's two jungle, three junglers, four technically. Um, yeah, but a lot of those junglers can be played in top lane and mid lane. That's what I'm team, getting so. at. Like, kind of four. Well, I mean, a Mumu. Yeah. Um, a Mumu could be played support right now. So. No, I know. I played him. Trundle and Mundo. Yeah, I mean, fun. you can play all of them if you want. But the titles that they're putting next to these, and I feel bad if you guys are looking this list up and this is what you're basing your picks off of. Like, Mundo, unkillable healing juggernaut. Yes and no. Um, I feel like that's a very, like, false sense of I can walk into a game, learn him in two seconds and be unkillable. Like, I don't think that's right. I mean, he's better than he was. Like, he's easier to play now that he's had his rework than he was before because his ult doesn't take a chunk of his health. You used to be able to kill yourself with his ult. If you were low enough health and you popped him under ult, it would kill you. Yeah. So I feel like he's easier to play now than he was. And then Annie, friendly to play and immense damage. What the hell does I that mean... have to do with fucking League of Legends? Nothing. Yeah, I mean, Annie is easy to play as far as, like, once you... <laughs> Once you understand her mechanics, you just ult on someone and they're stunlocked and die. I mean, I get that part, but... And then Garen, this is my favorite one, the number one among top laners in the League of Legends championships. Okay, that doesn't that shouldn't count. You get him free at the beginning of the game. That's BS. That is skewed. That is fake news. Yeah, but he's the most fake played, news. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's played more than any laner in the entire game. Because he's the first champ you get. (laughs) Like he's a lot of people when they first start the game, you don't just get all the champs right away. You you have to, you either have to farm games and get blue essence and unlock them, or you spend real money to unlock them quicker. You know, and so you get a kind of a core base. Like I I think it's more now. It used to be only got like five, and now I think you get like twelve or something. I'm not sure. This Master Yi won the right-click champion. Master Yi is always seen as one of the most mechanically undermanding champions. Some other claims may be right. That said, even a right-click champion like him has some depths to his kit. Knowing when to use his alpha strike, his Q button, or casting the ultimate is key to mastering him. While he is easy to pick up, bringing Master Yi to full potential, full potential takes some time. See, back to what we were saying earlier. This is the prime example of a face-rolling keyboard champion. This champion takes zero skill, and you do not have to learn a long time to master him. You push buttons, and people also die. The, also, though, he is so easily countered by a team that knows how to stop him. Like, it takes one form of CC. The man is paper thin. If you can lock him down for but a minute, he's a dead man. So, because his little... Uh, what the heck is he does when he goes home? Like, he does his little damage reduction thing and he just stays in one spot while he's doing it um won't break him out of cc either so and he can't he's meditating yeah he's meditating so yes he can roll off and be super strong and really annoying i hate master Yi, i really do but at the same time like i've come to the realization that you know if you see a master Yi on the enemy team like it just takes one of you picking a cc champ and you can't stop him yeah, I agree with that. And then the Wombo combo is what they're saying for Miss Fortune. She is a very easy to understand ADC and a easy combination teaching tool is what they're saying. I I will absolutely agree with the fact that MF is probably the easiest ADC to learn. Like if you if we're gonna go with true ADCs and not like cheesing with, you know, Vigar or you know, some other random like Yasuo Yon bot lane or something stupid. Like if you're actually playing the game, like with an ADC and a support, I will say, I think MF is the easiest ADC to pick up and get good with, um, or at least, you know, understand better. And her ult is always going to have an effect. Even if she's not like super fed or anything, as long as you didn't feed, you're going to be able to do some damage. You're going to be able to zone with it. Like it has uh, uses. So I, I would agree with the, the MF one. One thing to say about her ult that I'd learned the hard way too many games in a row was 
if you click it and then you step or you do anything, you step out of a roll and you cancel it. And Same with Jin. The um, there's a couple of them like that. Yeah. That is true. But Jin, you're sitting there I, aiming the whole time, so you're actively Yeah, but you something. can totally click out of it. But, but you play Belkaz, Cap. Is Belkaz, I think you can walk out of his ult, too, can't you? Uh, I believe so. Um, you can cancel yeah. all the abilities. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, you can, can, you? <laughs> you can oh. do bad things. I, I've, I've never canceled his. I just know with MFs, like... I'm used to like scrolling I'm, over I, and clicking. I'm not gonna to lie with something. When I play I, support and I play Jana, do you know how many times I've canceled her, her heal by clicking on things? <laughs> this, because I didn't realize it didn't follow. <laughs> this one I think kind of pisses me off a little bit as a Trundle player, especially Trundle Jungle. One of the best anti-tank beginner champs in League of Legends. Trundle's only tricky part in his kit is learning how to properly use his pillar. Bullshit. That being said, mastering the skill will only matter in a low percentage of fights and skirmishes. More bullshit. In all the other scenarios, a basic understanding will be enough. Apart from that, tough... Or, I'm sorry. Apart from that, though, Trundle is just a big tank that auto-attacks and ults tanks to steal their res resistance. Can it get any easier than this? This is all bullshit. I, I, this one kind of aggravates me a little because it's so wrong. It's yeah, so... you don't build him tank at all. You build him attack speed. Exactly. Crit. I mean, what are they thinking? Yes, it's, it's <laughs> lying to you guys is what it's doing. Trundle's kit's actually also, pretty complicated. Also, that is cheese. Any new people out there playing Trundle, do not listen to me. That is a cheese build. It is. It is. It works sometimes because you build attack speed. It's crit, a snowball. Like an ADC. It's a snowball build. And it works sometimes. But if you want to consistently win with trundle you build and bruiser which is a, a mix of tank and damage don't just i mean it feels real bad on trundle when you have an ie and a freaking uh, uh like immortal shield bow and then like you notice everyone else is like 20 kills ahead of you and you're just getting one shot so so real quick snowball definition of snowball here is when the game is going by quick right so if you have snowball champions so trundle uh let's see here ye ye uh Aurelia. akali akali katarina Tristan. i mean let's be honest you can snowball on any champ yeah. it's just some are more prone to do it easier like yasos like we talk about yasos with the 10 death power <laughs> power spike if a yas fiora, fiora yeah. there are some champs that do snowball quicker and harder because they're designed that way uh rangar rangar is a really good uh example of that um, but you can snowball with any champ to a point. So here's the actual definition. Snowballing is a term used in League of Legends when a player gets an advantage and maintains their momentum by generating even more moment-to-moment -moment wins for themselves throughout the game and their team. Yep, that, that's pretty pretty, yeah. pretty much right. All right, well, that was a lot easier than what I was going to say. Thank God for uh, Urban Dictionary. Shout out, you know, maybe support, maybe, maybe give us a you know, shout-out back, Urban Dictionary. Yeah, not a shot. <laughs> They don't listen to us. They, if they listen to this podcast, they're going to realize how stupid I sound. And the rest of us, they're going to go, here's a dictionary. We're going to sponsor you by sending one to your house so you can learn English. Damn right. And then we'll be like, hey, this podcast sponsored by Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> not sponsored. We're not sponsored. No one wants to sponsor us. Well, I think we've gone over a good amount of information for this right now. Um, there is a lot. There is a lot more lingo we can dive into and a lot more picks and bans and things like that. Um, well, I was getting back to what I was going to bring up earlier and I forgot to bring it up was Neil, Captain Neil, is a guest today. He is a longtime friend of ours, been playing with us a long time. He was part of our tester pilot episode that we didn't release because it was god awful. But he's back, made an appearance. We're going to try to have Whatever, him. it's gold. It's gold. You know it's gold. Yeah, well, it's, it's built different. <laughs> yeah, built different. It's beta gold. It's beta gold. It's, yeah. it's the yeah, back yeah. I've listened to it on my own free time in my room by myself. Um, But we're going to try to get him on. <laughs> we're going to try to get him on here. I need a, sh I, no, I need a shower now. He's doing it. Um, We're going to try to get him on here once in a while. He's a very busy man. He's a farmer. He, he makes potatoes and hay. He's a very busy man. Um, also last episode at the ending, I was talking about making an Instagram and a Twitch channel and all that for Rift Rage itself. The Instagram page is live. It would be Rift underscore Rage on Instagram. If you guys want to follow, there's only a 
couple posts on there right now. So I'm going to try to post sneak peeks of what the episodes are going to be for the upcoming week, what the title is going to be, what we're going to talk about. And just things in general, league stats, whatever you guys want to see, we'll post on there. Twitch chat's still in the works. Or not the chat, the channel's still in the works. I'm working on that. Uh, that's that's really well. I you mean, so they can watch us. Yeah. Roll our face on our keyboard. Yeah. So if you missed, if you didn't listen to the episode last week, obviously like Chrome didn't. You missed that part where I said shots fired. Yeah, we had big time. Where we said we we're gonna have it a multi-stream, so you could see all of us playing and getting actually pissed off and raging the way we normally do and smashing our keyboards. Um, that's really all I got for this week. Um, if there's anything else you guys would like to throw out there before we sign off, now's the time. Haha, first follower. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, stop <laughs> down enough from here, people. First and last. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for having me on again. I really appreciate you uh, putting up with this low-level support main, but it's always fun to talk to you guys about League. It's always fun to argue with you about League. <laughs> yeah, we enjoy having you. Yes, uh, good game, well played. Oh, yeah. If you guys see a GLHF real quick before we get off, it's good luck, have fun. And that's all. Last thing I'm going to leave you guys with here tonight. Good luck, have fun in your games, guys. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good night, guys. GG. <laughs>